a Keep Productive production. Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. Interviews with professionals about how they use apps, software, habits, and routines every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. It is Francesco here, and I'm joined by Matt Ragland, who uh, is going to be diving into, well, we're going to be diving into a range of topics. I think journals is definitely on the card, <laughs> offline productivity, and uh, in terms of what apps Matt uses. Um, but Matt, for those who don't know who you are um, and they haven't checked out your amazing YouTube channel, um, feel free to introduce yourself and, and your work at Podia. Great. Thanks for having me, Francesco. I love the Keep Productive community and yeah, I'm excited to be a part of this and share. And so my my work, I do a couple of different things. The main primary job is I'm the director of creator success at Podia. It's an online platform for creators to host and sell their content. So think like online courses, digital downloads like eBooks, and then also membership communities. And uh, so that is the main work that I do. And if you're wondering like, what is creator success? It sounds like a made up title. It is (laughs) in a little bit of a way, but what we do is that the success team for us kind of sits at the intersection of how marketing gets people into the product, how support uh, takes care of them once they're inside of Podia, and then how the engineers and developers and designers create the look and function of the product. And so success kind of sits at the middle of all of that, just kind of coordinating and getting feedback and um, yeah, doing doing some light design just to, just to make sure that the creators who are using Podia have the best experience and the most success that they can. And then from a YouTube perspective, I've been, I'd been blogging since about 2011, but in 27 in February 2017 I started my YouTube channel and I did about 60 videos that first year uh, just about a range of topics but a lot of things about my work and productivity and one of the videos that I did was about how I plan my week and specifically in a bullet journal and I did that that was about video. 50, I would say. And that video did much better than all the other ones that I had done up to that point. And when I say much better, I'll I'll be more specific. Most videos were getting like 100, 200 views. And that one had received about 600, maybe 700 views. And um, that was really big for me at the time. And so it was getting close to the end of the year. And I was like, well, I'll do a big 2018 planning video focusing on the bullet journal. And that video ended up doing really well. I think it's nearing 400,000 views right now. And I did a couple of other, and I saw it started to take off pretty quickly. And so I decided to do a few follow-up videos on the bullet journal and those, those did well also. And so for the past year, I guess year and a half for the past 20 months, I've focused almost exclusively on bullet journal productivity on my YouTube channel. Yeah, it's 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 one of my favorite um channels because because what I quite like about it is it you it's very underrated right now. I feel like it it's soon still it's still to be um like the although the YouTube algorithm picked up that specific video, I think mm-hmm. there's still more people. I, I'm sending loads of people that are talking about offline productivity 
over to your channel because oh, it's so it's so good. Um, but I think that's what's quite exciting is there's a lot of conversations about offline productivity. Um, mm-hmm. What's your like current state of applications and tools that you use to organize yourself? Yeah, so this is a common question that I get, and I'll answer it in a couple of in a couple of ways because because my YouTube channel is so focused on uh, the more minimalist offline bullet journal analog tools to use. A lot of people ask, like, well, what what do you use online? Do you use any digital tools <laughs> to to stay organized? And the answer is still, of course, yes. Um, So I'll talk a little bit about the offline tools that I use, and then I'll talk some about the digital tools that we use at Podia and then some other things that I use personally to kind of tie it all together. Um, But from an an analog kind of offline perspective, I do use, I say bullet journal, but it could be, (laughs) it could be any, any journal, any notebook. One of the things that I talk about a lot in my videos is Uh, a hope that I have as I'm creating videos is that I'm giving people the ideas or principles of productivity and letting, giving them a head start on how they can create a productivity system that works best for them. Because I don't particularly believe that there is say a single, you know, like perfect productivity system. I think that since everyone is different, um, if they like apply some of the overall principles of productivity and focus, then they can create a system of their own that works for them. But I use um, a couple of different kinds of journals. Uh, the Leuchtturm 1917, I think it is, is like the classic bullet journal. It's the one that Ryder Carroll, the creator of the bullet journal method, partnered with. And I also uh, am a huge fan of Baron Fig notebooks, um, just great quality design, size, the paperweight is a little bit heavier. And um, I, also, I also use at any given time a few different like small, more like pocket size field notes style notebooks that I just carry along with me. And so I... I try to really write down most things that I think about. And I think, you know, if you were to categorize it as a particular, you know, system, then it might be like my own variation of almost like a, you know, get things done system. I was just like, I just brain dump as much as I can and then just to capture it. And then I, um, just decide what to do with it, prioritize it, delegate it, or get rid of it later. Um, and I really, I really do my best to start every morning with that kind of like looking at the day, what kind of, what kind of meetings do I have? What are the big, what are the big tasks that I need to take care of? When do I need to when and how do I need to block out time? What's going on with uh, my family? Uh, my wife works as well, and we have two small boys that uh, we share the responsibility in. And so um, I'm really sitting down every morning and looking at the day and prioritizing the tasks, really do, trying to do a good job of time blocking and understanding the time that I have and the tasks that need to fit into that time. Um, so that's every single morning. And then 
from a digital perspective, um, and especially working with a remote team, which Podia is, and then I was at ConvertKit before Podia and uh, both remote companies. And so uh, at this point, then I'm jumping on to whatever um, digital tool we use as a team. And at ConvertKit, we used Basecamp, which is a great, a great uh, project, basically a project management application. And then here at Podia, we use a few different tools, but the two primary ones are Trello and Dropbox Paper. And so I'll pop into both of those tools and see if anything's been assigned to me or commented from the team. And that's where I start to that's where I start to uh, kind of merge the analog and the digital. So anything that maybe I've written down in my bullet journal as a task that has something to do with, say, anyone else at the company, then I will transfer that either to Trello or onto a drop onto the paper doc and just make a comment about it or assign a task to them. So I will, I will quite <laughs> at sometimes I will quite literally like write down a task for myself to assign a task to someone else. Uh, just because it's you know important to make sure that that's mm-hmm. communicated. And that's where the, the merging of the analog and the digital comes into it for me. It's all about collaboration and what tools are we using to make sure that we communicate those important tasks, projects, comments across the team. That's it. I think as well, what's nice about that is that you're not like, like some people can get very stuck in their ways um, with a certain, uh, like, for example, they could go hard offline or hard uh, online and and having that sort of balance can right. actually be quite effective because it, do, it you don't like reject everyone else's applications that you have to use for work um mm-hmm. and, and, and in terms right. of like so imagine that i'm a not a total newbie to productivity but maybe i'm looking to get myself uh in order um would you for example like managing tasks, maybe taking some notes and and planning a calendar, would you always uh, necessarily recommend offline experiences? How do you go about recommending when someone comes to you? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. I do normally recommend that, especially if we're just talking about solo productivity and organizing your own life and work. I normally recommend that people do use just a simple offline method, whether that is in whether that's a bullet journal, just any kind of notebook. Um, like I said that's kind of small field notes. Uh, a lot of times, people find that easier just because it's smaller. So you you know when you fill up a page, <laughs> it just takes less to fill up a page. You're like, oh, you know, I'm making progress. And so that's a nice little internal like win that people can get just from or, or even an index card can be great. So I normally recommend people start with that because as as great as so many of these productivity tools and apps are online and digitally, they still require some they still require a learning curve, even if they're relatively simple. And so I think when people are just getting started, like I I normally recommend like just make like in in the morning make a list of the things that you're thinking about, even if they're not necessarily even tasks, like just, you know, start with some bullets or like even dash marks and whatever you want, little arrows, and just write down the things that you're thinking about, things that you need to do, add any like notes, 
as needed um, and just go just go from that. that that's normally what I recommend with. And then once you create a habit of, you know, for lack of a better, for lack of a better term, getting things done, once you create a habit of that, then uh, finding different ways to integrate and merge analog with digital is like an obvious next step. But if you start for a lot of people, if you start digitally, unless it's just super simple, like an Apple Notes app mm. or Bear or you know, the Bear Notes app, anything like that. Super, super simple. It's just like <laughs> basically a glorified text document. Then like sometimes people like have an easier time with that since they can carry it around with them. But um, I I normally recommend offline Amazing. to start. And um, when, when it comes to like your daily routine, um, what sort of like take us through maybe a day of yours and um, how you go about interacting with the offline and digital apps? Yeah, so I'd, I explained a little bit of it, um, but after that first, like, say, morning planning session, and that takes that takes only about fifteen to twenty minutes. It's not a lot of time. And then I will jump into. Well, let me take a step back real quick. A lot of times, people will even tell me that, like, oh, well, I don't have fifteen twenty minutes to plan, and I really push back hard on that because a lot of times, not all the time, people who are on the outliers. Sorry, you're on the outliers <laughs> with this, but like most people have, fif- say, 15 minutes to at least like write down or yeah. look at their day. Um, and what I feel, what I believe is that even if you don't feel like you quote unquote have the time, spending the time to prioritize and look at your day will make the remaining work day so just to me, the clarity that I have. Um, of what the tasks are. I'm not near as like frantic during the day just because I've written down like, okay, I got to do this, you know, X number of things. I have these, or I have all these meetings and I'm not really going to be able to do, <laughs> like maybe I can do one thing on top of all the meetings. That's what yesterday yeah. was like for me. Um, and like in the past, if I had a day full of meetings and then also didn't do like a day full of like 10 tasks that I wanted to get done, then I would feel, mm-hmm. I would feel terrible. But now I'm like, okay, well, I've got a bunch of meetings. Maybe I can do two other things. And that's going to kind of be that, you know, live to fight another day in terms of tasks. So I do that in the morning, first thing. And then usually, you know, say like right before lunch or right after lunch, but right around that midday, I will kind of do a very light version of the same thing. And so I'll kind of come back to the agenda or to the task list for that day and look at, um, kind of ask myself two questions. Um, if I, looking at it and just asking like, okay, the things that I said that were important this morning, have I been able to do them? And if the answer is yes, then that's great. You know, continue, continue on good soldier. And if the answer is no, then I can ask myself the question of, okay, well, why was that not the case? Did I, did a meeting come up or was I assigned a task that I couldn't really say no to? Um, or, failed to say no to because <laughs> I wanted to like, you know, whatever, whatever reason. Um, so kind of asking myself that question, if I wasn't able to do those tasks that I said three or four hours ago were, were important, why is that? Um, and so I kind of give myself a little bit of a gut check there. Uh, maybe I was distracted. Maybe I was pulled away, you know, outside of my own 
control and uh, you know or maybe I pulled myself away because I failed to say no when I could have to another assignment um, but doing that in the middle of the day gives me an opportunity to kind of recenter and still knock out some of those important tasks at the at the beginning of the yeah, day and, and the thing is like with that uh, yeah. those you know like the 15 minutes you mentioned that everybody has <laughs> it's a very simple you know you could definitely right. wake up 15 minutes earlier and and it definitely means start as you mean to go on right mm-hmm. yeah. right yeah exactly and then i'll also i'll do mm-hmm. a little bit at the end of the day so i'll kind of ask myself those same questions again like okay Things that I said that were important at the beginning of the day. Things that I said were important in the middle of the day. (laughs) Did I complete those? Okay. Yes. Great. What's tomorrow look like? A little bit of time on that. Um, Because I will try and do like even just like a quick, say, five minutes of thinking about what's important tomorrow in addition to actually looking at it in the morning. Because a lot of times if I don't try and like do a little bit of capture on the ideas or the priorities that seem important at the beginning of the day, then I might just forget about them. I'm a fantastic <laughs> forgetter, which is, I think, one of the reasons that I like I feel so strongly about like writing things down. Um, I was just listening to, uh, I think David Allen was just on the Tim yeah. Ferriss podcast. Um, and he said, uh, your, I think he said something like your head or your brain, same thing, but your brain is for having ideas, not for holding them. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> that makes so much sense. You know, one of the reasons it's, it's great to write, write things down, whether, whether offline, whether with an analog tool or digitally. I think we both just got off finishing that same podcast. <laughs> it's a really right. good episode, isn't it? Yep. That's it. And, um, on the on the channel you've actually touched on in the past about notion and uh how that implements into yeah. some sort of bullet journal what what are your opinions because there are these sort of apps that have spawned out <laughs> i call them modular productivity apps but they've sort of yeah. spawned out like um notion coda and there are starting to be a few more right. what do you what do you think of those i love them i i can't believe it took us you know, whatever 15 20 minutes to talk about notion <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> because it <That's> is <laughs> it is my it is my favorite personal productivity app and the reason i didn't bring it up beforehand is uh we don't use we didn't use it at convertkit we were already very well entrenched at basecamp and then at podia uh same thing they're very entrenched and happy with trello and uh paper and so those are both great apps i just i love i use notion for all of my and i can kind of tie this back in i use notion for all of my personal like productivity projects and so mm-hmm. i plan out Uh, A lot of times what I'll do, like say for planning a YouTube video is I'll write out like the initial idea and a couple of sentences about a video that I want to do, but then I will, I will transfer that into my like YouTube space on notion and I'll create like basically a, a Trello style, like card database for it. And I'll say like, you know, I have my idea stack and then these are the ones that I'm filming or up next, uh, editing and then shipped. And so I have a way that basically I capture the idea on paper. And then once it becomes a little bit more alive as a project, then I move it I move it into notion. I also do all of my like course and content planning and creation 
inside of Notion as well. So I write in there extensively. Um, and then I also use it, uh, I use it a little bit <laughs> for work at Podia, like stuff that I don't necessarily need to collaborate as much on. And so if I have an idea for a way to uh, improve a user experience or get them to like have more success in st- inside of the app, I'll usually drop it into, I'll usually, um, again, kind of the same idea, make a little note, capture the initial uh grain of the idea in my notebook and then move it into like move it into my board on on notion so those are a couple of ways the way that i think about it uh, i was talking to another friend about this the way that i think about like what needs to be in notebooks and what needs to what needs to be in a digital tool is if something is like the first, if something is a relatively like simple agenda, like here's what I have to do today, here are the simple to do, to do tasks. Um, I'll put all of that or like just, like I said, notes are the beginnings of ideas. All of that goes pretty much for the most, all of that goes into a journal or a notebook. And that's pretty much where everything starts. But then as it grows and either I need to have like (laughs) ongoing access to create content or edit content or collaborate with others, that all goes into Notion, Trello or paper, depending on who, what it is and who I'm collaborating with. Because, you know, as and we can talk a little bit more about how like I organize and kind of thread ideas throughout offline, offline methods like journals. But, um, you know, even still there's, there's nothing that beats, you know, an online tool, a digital, a digital app for being able to quickly find reference and organize content. So that's kind of how I think through the balance of the two. Yeah, definitely like that. That rule is is quite a good one because it, it means you can like anything in the future items that come in, you can sort of segregate them into their offline and and uh, digital like places, which is uh, really efficient. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a uh, brilliant. I think um, you've given everyone quite a lot of insights today in okay. terms of the offline productivity space, and I, I think um, if you if you'd be up for it in the future. Um, you can definitely come back on and we can dig even deeper into the offline productivity world and books. Because um, I, I really like the way that, um, if I'm honest, it's like with in Keep Productive, we cover so many digital tools yeah. that people yeah, do forget like there are these simple uh, offline experiences that can matter and can uh, really change the way people work. Um, and I think you, I think, did you hear that bit inside of um, the GTD book? Um, the GTD talk with David Allen, and he was like, executives are now considering offline experiences. Um, so definitely like cyclical, right? That people coming coming back. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to have a secondary part of this conversation for sure. Yeah, and I just think that, at least for me, and it seems like for many others, like even relatively simple apps like we've talked about, they well, they either have some element of distraction in them because you see <clears throat> all the other things mm-hmm. that you're working on. And so even if I'm in Podia, I still like see, I have to hide my sidebar. <laughs> but even still, like I see the menu up at the top and it's like, 
one it this is just one piece of something that's much larger or like if i'm in bear app which i love also for writing then i see you know for the most i can see like all the other like notes that i have in the sidebar again i have to kind of clear it to the side um but even like if you say like okay those are some those are relatively simple apps that try to minimize distraction they are still in your phone or <laughs> your computer, which like once you boot it up, even though they're the most amazing devices, I think, you know, mankind has ever, well, what, yeah. <laughs> ever created, um, they still are like, that's the point of them is that they can do so much. Yeah. And so like when it comes to the initial ide- <clears throat> idea capture, um, idea capture and getting like the initial seed of the idea out and kind of sorting it, then like just just writing it down and then i get to distill the essence of it and get it into the digital tool yeah as needed and sometimes i don't need to like it's just there yeah definitely well um matt where can everyone find you uh and and enjoy more of your content uh, obviously the channel <laughs> um but where else right <laughs> Yeah, so just go to youtube.com slash Matt Ragland or search for Matt Ragland and I'll be the one that comes up. You can also go to mattragland.com. Um, and the main, you know, the main other thing, you should be able to access it. Um, I think if you just go to mattragland.com, actually, let me look at it. This is terrible. <laughs> um, you have to cut this out. Yeah, if you go to mattraglin.com slash thinkers. Uh, If you go there, that's where my email newsletter is. And every week I send a short essay only, usually only about, you know, 500 words or so. So about five minutes read uh, on different themes to like kind of guide you for the week on mental models, eliminate distraction and focus. So a lot of the things that I do talk about on the YouTube channel, just getting deeper on the email list. And um, that's proved really popular as well. You know, just from, I mean, shoot, I was at, I was at ConvertKit, so I feel very strongly (laughs) (laughs) about email. Um, But that was a whole, that, you know, that was a whole other thing. Um, It took me like five years to get my first thousand subscribers. But, you know, once I started focusing, you know, just my content, then the email list started to grow too. So I do a lot on email also, if, if anyone's interested in that. I'll, ma- I'll make sure to include it. Um, Thanks. And I'm not sure I'm subscribed myself, so <laughs> I'll definitely uh, hook myself up. Um, thanks, Matt. Um, and uh, I look forward to people finding you after this feature. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much, Francesco. It was a pleasure. Awesome. Talk soon, yeah? yeah sounds great. Are you a subscriber on the Keep Productive YouTube channel? If not, you'd love it. Software reviews and news. Just search for Keep Productive on YouTube for weekly videos. Thanks for listening to the Tools They Use podcast, a Keep Productive production. See you next time.